Hi, I'm Craig. And I'm Linda. And this is the Indie Travel Podcast at IndieTravelPodcast.com. This week it's episode 363 and we're talking about the top things to do in Milwaukee. That's right. We are in Auckland. We're talking about Milwaukee and we're planning to go to Prague. Happy birthday. Yeah, yeah. So this week it's birthday week. It was Craig's birthday three days ago and it's mine tomorrow. Very exciting. Turning older. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm feeling a bit old at the moment. Well, I'm back teaching English at the moment. So, of course, I'm talking about English a lot. And in class yesterday, we were talking about being in your mid-20s, in your early 30s, etc. And the book said that you're in your mid-30s when you're 34, 35, and 36. So I'm turning 37 tomorrow, which makes me in my late 30s, which is kind of a milestone. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I guess it is. Hey, thinking of milestones, we were guests on some podcasts recently, which is pretty cool. Uh, One of those was the Nomadic Traveller podcast where we spoke with Jason and Nicole, and that was really fun. Yeah, and we also talked with Troy and Lee from Why Would You Go There? So if you're looking for more travel podcasts, check those out, Nomadic Traveller and Why Would You Go There? Our sponsor for this episode is Visit Milwaukee, and we're really excited to have them with us. Milwaukee sounds like an absolutely amazing city, and the interview that you'll listen to today just really got me excited about it. I think it'll be great for indie travelers. Yeah, so today's episode is all about Milwaukee, so you'll be hearing about what makes it special, from beer and other drinks uh, to its location on the shores of Lake Michigan, and architecture, all sorts of things. So it's, I think you're really going to like it. Well, with that said, let's get into it. Well, today I'm speaking with Megan Sardini from Visit Milwaukee. Great to have you on the show today. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited about learning more about the city, about the area, and yeah, it's just all good prep for the great North American trip, which Linda and I have have never done yet. So really excited to hear more about it and share with uh, our audience as well. So to get started, why don't you tell me a little bit about uh, yourself, a little bit about the city and and how you came to be there? Yeah. So I relocated from Chicago to Milwaukee about six years ago. And then my position specifically at Visit Milwaukee is I am the head of the marketing and the PR department here. So my day job is really getting to promote and encourage visitors to come to Milwaukee, as well as in my free time, I get to enjoy it myself. So it's an absolutely fantastic city, and we have to get you here. Yeah, absolutely. I'm fascinated by people that relocate and then end up in uh, tourism promotion jobs. I think that's one of the, the most fun career experiences it could be to, you know, arrive somewhere yeah. and then end up deciding to, to spend your time promoting it. Yeah, when I was down in Chicago, I worked in tourism. So I worked at Chu Chicago. So when I came up to visit Milwaukee, I had a background in tourism. But it is interesting when you when you oversee a marketing department and your product is a city and you're new to the city, you really have to jump in and learn it quickly. So um, that's definitely what I've been doing the last few years. Nice. And what was the thing that that struck you the most about that about that difference and about Milwaukee? Yeah, Milwaukee is. It's just an amazing city. So if you're not familiar with it, it's located in Wisconsin, and it's on the coast of Lake Michigan. If you haven't been here, Lake Michigan literally looks like an ocean. You cannot see across it. It's 
turquoise blue in the middle of the summer, and it's just beautiful. And so very similar. If you're familiar with Chicago, I like to say to people, Milwaukee is a smaller, approachable version of Chicago because we're on the same lake and it's on our east. When you get downtown, you have the skyline along the lakefront. You have bike paths, beaches, amazing restaurants. We have, similar to Chicago again, I'm going to put some references there. We have three rivers that actually run through our downtown city. So the Menominee, the Milwaukee, and the Kinnikinnick rivers. And they're all connected. And um, it's just a beautiful downtown. Very compact, very walkable, great restaurants, great bar scene. We have a lakefront that is very accessible. So there's no buildings that are built on the lakefront. So awesome beaches, bike paths. And we also have permanent festival grounds right there on the lakefront as well. So just a very cool city, cool environment. Nice. I can tell that you're super excited about it. And that's uh, an awesome place to be. So tell me a little bit. Well, let, let me start this off by saying the thing that I ran into time and time again when I was reading about and researching Milwaukee was the connection with beer. And as a, a fan of beer, that uh, that interested me straight away. Yeah, absolutely. So we're known as Brew City. There's over 60 breweries and beer experiences that you can go on when you're here. And like what I like to say is that we have an amazing brewery scene um, from the original breweries, um, Miller, Tap, Schlitz, and Blatz are the four original founders of beer. And you can still find Miller and Paps um, brewed locally, but also all the craft beer scenes. So like if you want to come and drink authentic only in Milwaukee beer, you can have that. But beyond that, we have it's just a beer culture in our city. You cannot get away from it. So we have the Brewers, which is our major league baseball team, plays in Miller park. We have beer gardens all over the community. We, you can tour Paps Mansion, which is the historic mansion that Frederick Paps built and lived in. You can even see where the beer barons are buried in Forest Home Cemetery. So it's a very, if you are into beer, this is the spot you need to come and visit in the United States. That's awesome. And was it just a, a historical accident that all of that activity happened there? Or is there something about the, the area or the people that, that arrived there that made that happen? German heritage is very strong in our city. So the German heritage, of course, lended itself to why we are a very beer-centric community. But also, because of our access to Lake Michigan and the access to great water, it's Great water makes great beer. So it's that's another reason why when brewers came over to the United States long, long time ago, Milwaukee was the perfect market with the proximity to the water as well as the German heritage here. Ah, interesting. And does that impact the, the city's culture in other ways? Yeah. I mean, we. I would say if you were talking to a local, we constantly hear from visitors out of town how friendly our community is. There's a little bit of that across just the Midwest in the United States, but Milwaukee in particular, we're very warm and welcoming. Um, you're going to, that communal vibe, I think that it goes to just the culture of our community. And that is very much tied to what it's like you come into a corner bar to grab a beer, you're going to be, you're not going to feel like a stranger. Our beer gardens are very warm and welcoming and you'll, I mean, they're a gathering place. So I think the beer scene kind of goes to just the personality of our citizens. 
Yeah, nice. But Milwaukee certainly isn't a, a German name. So there's there's something from the Native American, from the indigenous cultures yes. that are there. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, the um, Potawatomi tribe. Milwaukee is grounded in a lot of Native American culture. You can find that all over our community. And our Potawatomi Hotel and Casino actually is located right downtown. And the tribe is very very active in the community. And not only do they bring an amazing casino with gaming and dining and entertainment all under one roof, but they give back so much to Milwaukee. They actually are, we launched last year, a streetcar that goes through our city center. And the whole first year, all rides on the streetcar are free thanks to them. We have a great Native American history and culture, Indian summer and different festivals throughout the community to celebrate the Indian culture. But yeah, we are for sure Native Americans were the original ancestors that, you know, came and really got Milwaukee on the map. That's neat. Well, you mentioned before uh, that you've got a full-time festival ground, and you just mentioned the Indian Summer Festival. I know that we are, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of beginning to ramp into festival season across the whole Northern Hemisphere at the moment. It's looking like so much fun. What has Milwaukee Mm -hmm. got on the agenda over the next few months? Yeah. Um, Besides being known as Brew City, a lot of people know us as the city of festivals. So we have a festival, multiple festivals, I would say, every single weekend in our city. So if you're planning a trip, you I highly recommend looking at what festival is happening during your travel week or weeks. But no matter when you come, you're going to hit a festival in our city. So we have a permanent festival ground that's just actually on the lakefront. The largest festival that is there is Summerfest. It's the world's largest music festival. It's 11 days, 11 stages, and over 900 performances. So this year, the 2019 um, Summerfest is actually, we're only, we're less than 20 days away from it. So it's at the end of June. It starts June 26th and it goes through the 4th of July weekend. It ends on July 7th. But just to give you an idea, the headliners this year J-Lo's there, The Killers, Lionel Richie, Jason Aldean. Um, So just big headliners all the way down to any genre, any genre you're looking for is um, at Summerfest. So for those 11 days, Summerfest is the it place. But beyond that, all of our ethnic festivals are located on the Summerfest grounds as well. So we have the world's largest Celtic fest that happens in Milwaukee. Um, So that's Irish Fest. We have Italian Fiesta, German Fest, Polish Fest, Mexican Fiesta, um, the list goes on and on. And that's just the ethnic festivals that are taking place on these grounds. We also have a ton of street festivals that happen all year long. From We have a festival where we have people dress up in Christmas Santa Claus gear and ride bikes through the city. We have in one neighborhood, they do a 24-hour street festival of 24 hours of bike riding. We have a tomato romp where people throw tomatoes all the way to Garlic Fest. So one thing that Milwaukee likes to do is has a reason to get out and drink and have a good time. So festivals are the thing in our city. It sounds amazing. It sounds like it might be hell on earth for people that like to sit quietly and, and read a book, though. <laughs> we have we have plenty of places to do that. But no, I would say the festivals are for someone that's looking to um, have good food, good music, good dancing. But yeah, lots of places in town, though, should you want to cozy up with a nice book. Great. And so apart from the festivals, and, and to be honest, that just sounds 
intense and amazing. Um, but you know, if you're there at a at a quiet time of year, or if you're there in, in festivals or whatever festivals on isn't your thing, what are kind of mm-hmm. the top things that you'd want to put on someone's agenda? Yeah. So one thing that I love to talk about is Harley Davidson. So Harley Davidson motorcycles were invented in Milwaukee. So in 1903, um, the Harley and Davidson families, the founders launched it. So we just celebrated last year, the 115th anniversary of Harley Davidson. The Harley Davidson Museum, the only one in the world, is located in downtown Milwaukee. And I highly recommend it. So I'm going to tell you that I... um, I'm not a motorcycle rider and my family, we do not ride motorcycles. We are golfers. And I can tell you that my family has spent over three hours in the museum and was fascinated by it. So if you are a motorcycle rider, you have to go to Harley Davidson Museum. But even if you aren't, it still is an amazing museum. They have over 450 motorcycles on display, but it also talks about the history of the company as well as marketing and just the evolution of just America and how motorcycles fit into it, both history as well as culturally. Um, It's a great museum. And we get a lot of international travelers to Milwaukee specifically coming to Harley-Davidson. And the whole campus is activated. So there's a great restaurant that has Route 66 style food, big proportions. And then um, every Thursday night in the summer, they have Thursday bike nights where all the locals will drive their bikes in and free music and bikes to admire. It's a great experience. I highly recommend Harley-Davidson. If you're coming to Milwaukee, that that gets put on your list of things to do. That's cool. And so if that's a thought for kind of the top um, museum to go to, how about for the, the artists, where would you point them? Yeah, so the Milwaukee Art Museum is right on Lake Michigan. Um, it was designed by Calatrava. A lot of people love to just come and look at the building. It actually has a wingspan. It's uh, The wingspan is the length of a Boeing 747 airplane, and the wings actually raise and lower twice a day depending on the weather, so around noon and when the museum closes. So a lot of people just love to come and look at the architecture of this Calatrava-designed building. And then inside is this amazing amazing world-class art. So just a few things to highlight about the art museum is it actually has the largest collection of Georgia O'Keeffe. She was actually a Wisconsin native. So there's a huge section in the in the art museum for that. But also other big name, if you're into Kandinsky, Picasso, Andy Warhol, and more. I mean, it's a beautiful museum right on the lakefront. So I would highly recommend the art museum, but there's several other arts and cultural experiences all over downtown. We have a great theater and performing arts scene, lots of performing arts, ballet, and more. So it's a very artistic community. So I know there are several thousand people around the world right now going, did she say a wingspan? Can you can you paint us a picture of what the Milwaukee Art Museum looks like and, and what you meant by that? Yeah, so um, truly a wingspan. So I highly recommend you to Google Milwaukee Art Museum, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. But it's a white building, and when the wings are up, they literally make kind of a triangle shape. We say that they flap, but I don't want to um, deceive anyone. They aren't flapping like a quick flap. It's more of a dramatic raise and lower, but the wings go up twice a day 
and then they come back down. And it's really beautiful. I mean, who has an art museum that moves? Milwaukee, Wisconsin. <laughs> nice one. And how about just between you and me and you know some of our closest friends, if you have friends and family that are coming into town, what's the thing that maybe isn't on the tourism brochures and maybe isn't, you know, part of part of the great tour but it's the thing that you do with friends and family what is that thing you know okay i have a lot of things i'm going to narrow in here one thing that's cool about milwaukee is it's got a lot of extremely modern artistic experiences but there's just some old school charm that comes to our city. So one thing I personally love to do is take family and friends to Bryant's Cocktail Lounge. So I would say that that would probably be the first place that I would, if I had friends coming into town. So it's a corner bar. It's classic. It was actually established in the 1930s. And you walk in and it's kind of dark, romantic, like setting, big, long Wisconsin bar, and they have no menus. So you go in and you describe to the bartender what you, well, if you have a classic cocktail you like, you tell them and they will make it. But you can even just describe what you're thinking. Like, I like fruity things. And they'll be like, what kind of fruity things? And you just kind of describe it. And they can make over 400 drinks and they have no menus. It's just a really cool experience. I love going there. Wow, that sounds amazing. So you just give your palate, I guess, and your your feeling for the day to the bartender and cross your fingers and, and trust to their skill. Yeah. And I think having, you know, those craft cocktails in Milwaukee, it's, that's a thing too. So like at Brian's Cocktail Lounge, they're known for a pink squirrel. It's kind of a pink ice cream drink. Also in Wisconsin, another big drink that you could have at Brian's Cocktail Lounge or really anywhere is the Wisconsin Old Fashioned. And for people that are familiar with Old Fashions, what makes Wisconsin a Wisconsin Old Fashioned is that it's made with brandy. So that's the difference there. And they'll ask you if you want it sweet or sour. I always go sweet, but you can also choose sour. And then the other drink that's really popular here, other than beer, is Bloody Marys. It's a thing. You need to get a Milwaukee Bloody Mary if you're in town. Yeah, it seemed to me that people in Milwaukee treat the Bloody Mary in much the same way that someone in like Wellington or Melbourne might treat their coffee. It's it's the the same thing on paper, but my goodness, there's a lot of variation and discussion and debate about the best way to do it and who does it best. Well, and you go around and you try different ones. So there's um, Sobelman's, which is a great place to get a Bloody Mary. They have a Bloody Mary where they put a whole fried chicken in it. I think it serves about four or five people, but there's a full fried chicken in this Bloody Mary. But you you also can find it with mini burgers, lobster claws, cheese shoots, and every restaurant has a different take on it. So for locals, you, you know which ones you like the best, but it's fun to go to different restaurants and try their version of the Bloody Mary. Nice. So nice. So if those are the best, I'm hearing beer and cocktails, best drinks to go with. If you're not getting your uh, your fried chicken dinner included in your drink, what is the, the kind of best side of cuisine in Milwaukee? 
There are so many food options. It's hard to narrow down. The one thing that I would say about Milwaukee that I love and that we're very lucky at Visit Milwaukee to um, have is there's not a lot of chain restaurants. So when you come to Milwaukee, the chances of you eating at a restaurant that you can get anywhere else in the world is unlikely. We're a community that believes in locally owned. So we have six or seven coffee roasters. So like locally owned coffee makers, we have locally owned restaurants, a local owned radio station. So we're, we're just a community that believes a lot into supporting small businesses. So I would say any restaurant you go to in Milwaukee, you're going to have a fantastic meal. I would say, I mean, anything that you want to eat, we have available in our community. One thing that I did, I did want to mention is the fish fry is definitely a thing in Wisconsin. And it's not just, it goes with the German Catholic heritage in our community, but it's not just around Lent. It's like every Friday, there is amazing fish fries all over the city. So that is, if you wanted to have a, a meal that was very classic Milwaukee, the Friday fish fry would be one of them. So tell me about that, because we've got we've got the heritage of like fish and chips here in New Zealand, but I'm not sure if the mm-hmm. fish fry is the same thing. Yeah, I think it is. So basically white fish fried, and then a side of French fries, coleslaw, pretty classic. Every every restaurant has a slightly different take on it, but that's that's the gist. That's coleslaw. That sounds a whole lot more classy than what we do in New Zealand. It's just ketchup on the side of those <laughs> things. <laughs> well, you can have ketchup too. <laughs> awesome. Hey, I want to, to start shifting over soon. And instead of talking about the place, talk about some of the, the practical things around it. But before we go there, yeah. what, what haven't we talked about that everyone needs to know about? I would love to talk a little bit about golf, if we have anyone that's listening that is a big golfer, just because we have such an amazing scene in Wisconsin. So we're the number one golf destination in the United States. There's more top 100 public golf courses than any other state. It's a very compact. So if you come to Milwaukee, you can get to world-class recognized golf courses. And just to give you an idea, in 2015, Whistling Straits hosted the PGA, and then the Ryder Cup is coming to Milwaukee at Whistling Straits in 2020. And then Aaron Hills hosted the U.S. Open in 2017. And then they're actually going to have the Women's Open in 2025. We're home to professional golf tournaments and all these courses you can play. That's another unique thing is that they're public courses. If you are a golf enthusiast, I would say that Wisconsin, but also coming to Milwaukee for your golf trip and then just driving to all these golf courses around. I would highly recommend that if you're a golfer. The accessibility of that seems crazy to me. So I'm I'm very much more used to golf being private clubs. So when you say, hey, you can can come and play these clubs, what kind of preparation do you have to do? I'm sure you can't just rock up on a Saturday morning and, you know, get a tea time. Yeah, there's tons of golf courses in Milwaukee County. So you're going to be able to get on the golf course anytime when you come here. We have the Milwaukee County Parks have amazing golf courses. Actually, Tiger Woods started his professional career at Brown Deer Golf Course, which is a Milwaukee County Parks course. Um, And I could leave right now the office and get on the course right now for like 20 bucks and play it. So definitely you can get on a golf course in Milwaukee. But if you want to get to the Whistling Straits and the Aaron Hills um, level courses or Sand Valley in Rome, Wisconsin, you're going to want to get a tee time and your plans way in advance. 
obviously they host these um, major tournaments and it's harder to get on those courses. So you want to, you know, call and make sure they have availability when you're coming. And I also would say those golf courses are like a bucket list. They're approachable, but this would be a higher end course that you're going out on. So they have caddies that are carrying your bag for you. It's a high end experience. Yeah, that's awesome. Hey, let's uh, change gears a little bit because I'd love to hear a little bit about the city of Milwaukee. How would one get there? Like if I was traveling through the States, which other cities would I connect from and is kind of car or flight the only way? Or tell me a little bit about how it connects in with the rest of the cities around it. Yeah. So Milwaukee, Wisconsin is in the heart of the United States. So we're right positioned in the middle of the Midwest um, off of Lake Michigan. One third of the U.S. population can actually get to us in a one day drive. Um, We also are drivable from Canada as well. So we're a very easy drive in market. So if you're anywhere else in the United States, whether that's where you live or that happens to be where you're traveling in from. Very drivable if you have a car with you. We also, the Milwaukee Airport um, connects to 50 cities across the United States with nonstop. So you can you can fly into the Milwaukee Airport, which is actually located only eight miles from downtown. So it's a 10-minute car ride from downtown. So like our airport is really close and it's a very easy airport to fly in and out of. But with that, we also are located 90 minutes from Chicago. So if you're flying into O'Hare, we're an hour drive from O'Hare or like a 15-minute flight connection from O'Hare to Milwaukee's airport. And then also Midway in Chicago too. And then we're a very easy flight. I think up in the air, wheels up is about 40 minutes over to Detroit or Minneapolis. So if you're coming in from internationally, you would you could easily transfer here from Chicago, Detroit, or Minneapolis to the Milwaukee Airport. And then if you're in Chicago for a trip, I, I highly encourage people if you can tack on a few days to get up to Mo- Milwaukee because it's only 90 minute drive. But we also have the Amtrak Hiawatha line is 90 minutes as well, and it goes from the heart of Chicago and the heart of Milwaukee. So you don't even have to rent a car if you're in downtown Milwaukee or downtown Chicago. You can get on the Amtrak and it'll take you between both cities very easily. And Milwaukee is a very compact community. We haven't had a lot of urban sprawl like you see in other urban city environments across the United States. So you can walk pretty much anything within 20 minutes downtown, very walkable within downtown. If you need to get a Uber or Lyft ride anywhere, it's going to be very affordable. Locals here always say you can get anywhere in 20 minutes. If I was to drive for 20 minutes, I would be very far out in the suburbs. So it's a very compact you know, you can ride a bike, take a streetcar. It's a very easy city to not only get to, but get around as well. Nice. So that almost makes this question redundant, but is there a best place to stay? Like in terms of booking your accommodation, are there, are there better places to be? The downtown area is where you get the most density of hotels. There's hotels all over the region that you can stay in. I would say to people, if you are looking for a more budget-friendly hotel or if you have kids, maybe staying down by the airport would be a good option. It's easy parking, free parking. A lot of the hotels down by the airport have swimming pools. It's only a 10-minute drive away. So that's an option. But as far as like downtown, there's several hotels in in the community. And I, the, again, like I was saying before with how we have such unique 
restaurants and breweries. I would say our hotels are unique too. So it kind of depends on what kind of traveler you are and what you're looking for. I was going to highlight just a few if you don't mind. So the Fister Hotel is downtown and that's the historic hotel and a lot of professional athletes will stay there while traveling in town. So the Fister is historic and classic and beautiful. We have Brewhouse Inn and Suites, which is actually located on the Paps campus where Paps Brewery was headquartered. You can actually stay. They've converted one of the old beer brewery buildings into a hotel. So you can actually stay where the beer used to be brewed. Iron Horse is a hotel that is located basically in the backyard of the Harley-Davidson Museum. So if you're coming in and you're a motorcycle rider, the Iron Horse Hotel is a motorcycle-centric hotel. And you'd want to be there. And they have a beautiful yard outside patio space. St. Kate for the arts. So St. Kate's is an art hotel right downtown. You step off the elevator and it literally feels like you're in an art gallery. It's located perfectly nestled in the heart of the city and close to a lot of the performing arts and theaters close to downtown. If you're into wellness, um, the Westin has a running concierge. So any runners coming into town, that's kind of a fun amenity. If you're into gambling, I would say the Pottawatomie Hotel and Casino. If you're a millennial and you're looking to be in kind of a hip area and with a great rooftop bar, I would say the Kempton Journeyman and the list goes on. My recommendation for hotel would be depending on who's coming in and what their personality is like. Yeah, of course. But I think that's a really great hit list of, uh, of places to go for a lot of different people. So thank you for that. Cool. Well, Megan, it's been a real pleasure talking with you. I can't believe that our time has flown so fast and it's up. But I've really enjoyed hearing about this city uh, from the, the the food and drink scene, which is obviously so unique and so fun, through to the, the festivals and that kind of lakeside living. It all sounds amazing. I'm super excited. Uh, is there anything you want to kind of leave us with as a, a final picture of Milwaukee? Yeah, I mean, I think I just want to leave the group with, we really hope that you come and visit here. So Milwaukee, if it hasn't been on your your bucket list, or if you haven't even put us into your consideration set, I hope that after this quick um, podcast that we are able to kind of show you what our city is all about. I think that we hear time and time again from visitors that come into town how wonderfully random our city is and how unexpected and surprised they are and how it, it just really filled their week or weekend when they came here and there was so much to do. So we we truly hope that we can get you to come and visit and come and experience Milwaukee. Cool. Thanks so much. Just as we wrap up, is there a, a website or any other resources that people should go to to find out more? Absolutely. So if you come to visit Milwaukee.org, that is our website and there is endless information that you can find on it. It's pretty easy to navigate and scroll around, but in the top right side, you'll see a search field. So search anything. And then in the lower right-hand corner, we have an online chat. So feel free to use either of those options if you can't find what you're looking for when planning your trip. And of course, we're active on all social media channels. So if you look up Visit Milwaukee on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, we're active there. So we would love if you just send us a direct message or tag us in anything. We'd love to help you plan your trip and be a resource for you. Cool. Megan Sardini from Visit Milwaukee, thanks so much for coming on the Indie Travel Podcast today. Hope that the rest of the summer is amazing. Thank you. Appreciate it.
Well, thanks heaps to Megan for coming on the show, and thanks to Visit Milwaukee for sponsoring this episode of the Indie Travel Podcast. Yeah, you know, we've often talked about how disappointed we've been in some of the big cities and some of the really super promoted cities like Paris and Barcelona. And so it's been surprising to us how surprised we are by random smaller cities that don't get the press. And it sounds like Milwaukee is exactly one of these. It's exactly the kind of city that you go to, haven't heard too much about it. Maybe you've heard about the beer. Maybe you've heard about, I don't know, that, that weird art gallery that has wings. And you go there and just... It surprises you and amazes you and you have an awesome time. Definitely, definitely. And you know what? It sounds really silly to say this now, but the first time we visited Prague, it was a bit like that for me. It was a complete black box. And now we're going back for like the, I don't know, 10th time and (laughs) going to spend a couple of months there over summer. And so, yeah, so for us, for the next few months, we're going to be, you know, in the heart of Europe in what is a truly amazing city, one we've talked about heaps on the podcast in the past. You can go back and find those episodes. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I was a bit unsure because I'm going to study and it wasn't really my first choice to leave New Zealand this time. I was looking forward to being in one place for a while. But now I'm starting to get excited, especially because this morning I was looking at the weather. And here in Auckland, it's actually quite warm today, but still 17 degrees. Whereas in Prague at the moment, it's about 26 degrees, it's beautiful, it's sunny, and it looks like it's going to be great for the rest of the week. And we're going there in two weeks. Yay! Yeah, I'm all for avoiding winter, so I'm very happy about our change of hemispheres. So yeah, I guess we better uh, go and start getting organized because we're less than two weeks out now and we (laughs) haven't done anything much. I've started thinking about packing. Does that count? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it does. Yeah, cool. Well, that's us for this week. Until next time, travel well.